Hello my unapologetic beauties, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, hosted by yours truly, Natalie Nadine. Unapologetically Her is a podcast created to not only tackle all things female and urban pop culture, but to empower, embrace, and educate the women of today's society. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, the podcast that's for her by her. And for today's episode, I am joined by Renee, and we'll be talking about women and confidence, especially in the workplace. So welcome to the podcast, Renee. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. Um, I am excited to talk about women and confidence, specifically in the workplace. And yeah, I'm just so excited to, to share some, some gems with you guys. I'm loving it. So before we get into it, tell us all about yourself, your social medias, where they can find you, how they can run you a check. Girl, let them know. (laughs) Um, I love that. First of all, um, where they can run my check. Yes, I need my money, I need my coins, okay? It's COVID, COVID, period. Um, So you can find me. I'm a confidence coach. My name is Renee Althea. You can find me on Instagram at Renee Althea. People often get confused about how to spell Renee. It's R-E-N-A-Y-A-L-T-H-E-A. So Renee Althea, kind of how it sounds. Um, you can find me on socials, on Instagram. Um, I primarily focus on, on mostly on Instagram. Um, I'm a confidence coach, as I mentioned before. I also work in the IT space as a project manager. So I'm a professional planner in the IT space as well. Um, A little bit about me. I'm passionate about helping creative women um, confidently show up for themselves in their business and ultimately use that to generate revenue from that. So that's that's pretty much all about me. Um, And if you have questions, feel free to hit me in my DM on Instagram and I will respond to you guys. Yes, you guys see like just very open and bubbly. I love it. So make sure you guys hit her up at Renee Althea. I'm so here for it. So before we jump into the questions, tell us like, how have you been handling, you know, the whole COVID situation? Like, how's that been for you? Honestly, the first lockdown, like almost a year ago now, um, was really, really um, hard on my mental health. Um, I was really nervous about going outside. Uh, Honestly, I stopped watching the news at one point because I think it was a combination of the Black Lives Matter movement and COVID all at once. And it was just like really dark and negative on socials. It was dark and negative online. Um, So I found myself to like really take a pause. Like I stopped some of my posts. Um, I wasn't looking at the news at all. Um, the actual figure, this is actually something interesting, the actual figure of Corona, like, I don't know if you know that 3D image, it was actually giving me, I would like literally have goosebumps. It was like, it was just crazy how it affected me. Yeah. Um, so as soon as we were allowed to like go outside and like go for walks, I started biking again. Um, me and my partner were in downtown Toronto. We were using bike share, which is like a free service service that you can well it's not a free service it's a cheap service that intervals it kind of allows you to sit bikes I bikes a lot mm-hmm. um I went for runs I went for walks and I honestly um appreciated exercise so much um and it really got me my mental health back in check um and I was 
finally able to go back into the dance studios. I dance as well. Um, I do heel dancing. I do tap jazz. Like I'm, I've been dancing since I was four years old. So, and I realized how sometimes you take things for granted, but you really shouldn't because they're so essential to your mental health. And I'm a huge mental health advocate. Um, I live and breathe it. So it was really interesting and I was really introspective to see how the whole pandemic impacted me. So fast forward after that whole period, summer kind of opened up, things kind of were like light. You can like, you know, meet with 10 people. Um, mm. I had a little event for my birthday. That was really good. I was happy. Normal. Um, and then there was a sense of normalcy, honestly, like you could see people and it was kind of normal. Mm. Um, and then when things went back into red before like the full lockdown again in Toronto, um, I actually had the opportunity to work. I've been working fully remotely for IT and project management, and I had the opportunity to work from home anywhere. So um, I actually went to Nigeria um, before it went really red here. I was had the opportunity in November, early November, to travel to Nigeria with my partner, which was an experience of a lifetime, right? I was there for two months. Ooh. Never, never had been to Africa, first of all, never mind, you know, being there during the time when you know things here were kind of like getting really dangerous and um I think all overall I can just say that like some people are really privileged and I definitely understand my privilege um during this time um and yeah it, it just was a really it, it, honestly I've, I've been up and I've been down uh, but what I have to say is that the importance of mental health mental health is so so important like Absolutely. and whatever you need to do to like keep your mind like whatever it is like if that's writing if that's dancing like even if you're in your house right now do it like dance in your house dance in your room um if you can go for a walk go for a walk because I found that those things were just it was life-changing for me um and even being in Nigeria they still had like the masks and all that stuff but, you know, just walking outside, like, and feeling sun, like sun actually has an impact on me. Like I'm a summer baby. I yeah. love the sun. So, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like I feel my privilege. I feel great, but is so much gratefulness. And I, I just want to use my talents to kind of give back and hopefully help other women feel the same way that I feel now. I love that. And I love how real that is where you, like you said, you're able to kind of feel your privilege, but you also feel the things that you kind of missed out on and it also took a toll on you. So it kind of shows that no matter who you are, what your situation yeah. is, Corona took, uh, like just had an effect on everybody. It didn't matter if you were rich, if you were poor, if you Absolutely. were privileged or not privileged, like it took its toll. So you kind of, I, I feel like everyone needs yep. to be a bit more sensitive, no matter who you're speaking to or who you look at. This person could look like they have it all on social media, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, especially during this time. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's very no problem. Now, also, aside from COVID, how are you just in general? Like, how are you doing today? Ooh, I'm doing great. Um, this is actually like perfect timing. I'm actually going to be announcing my launch on my social media later today. Um, so I have, my program is a pinch of confidence. Um, so that's my confidence program. And I'm in the midst of a launch. Honestly, I've been like this past year, <laughs> I've been busy. I feel like I've been on extra overdrive the last couple of weeks, but I'm, yeah. I'm finally getting that excitement out. So I have my masterclass that is going to be taking place 
it's on February 10th. My first announcement goes out today. So make sure that you check it out um, if you're listening to this. Um, if you need a pinch of confidence or if you just want a pinch of confidence, who doesn't want to pinch more confidence? Um, so it's right. um, check out, check, period. <laughs> check me out on um, my, my Instagram again, Renee Althea, R-E-N-A-Y-A-L-T-H-E-A. I'm going to be doing a, a launch announcement. So I just feel like this is just coming at the right time, kicking off February with the energy that it needs to have, to be honest. I love that. Make sure you, like you guys said, go check it out. Go check out her socials. These are the kind of things that we especially need as women. And as we go further along into this episode, you're going to figure out why. So that leads into my first question for you. Why is it important to discuss women and confidence in the workplace? This is such a good question. Um, I feel like there's, there's countless reasons why we need more confidence but particularly in the workplace, I'm sure you guys all are aware about the gender wage gap. So in the US, um, women earn about 81 cents per dollar that every male makes when other factors are accounted for. In Canada, I think it's 87 cents for every dollar that women make. And the reason why this is so important is because the reason why we're not making more money a lot of the time is because we're not asking for more money. Um, And asking for more money does require a level of confidence. Um, Men also are a lot more likely to apply for jobs that they're underqualified for, okay? They just feel like, I'm gonna just put my resume out there. Women will look at every single line in a job description and make sure that she has an explanation. Like we we have to have everything. Cause we're like, I can't lie. Like my LinkedIn needs to match up exactly with my resume. So if I said I was here for three months, it's three months, not two months. Like it's honestly crazy, right? So we're not confident to show up, right? So we end up earning less money. And the, the main thing is when you start off a job at a lower rate to catch up is so hard because the job's going to be like, okay, hey, 2% raise, 2% raise, 5,000 raise, 5,000 raise. And the person that started with, 15,000 above you, they're still getting their raises too. So it's really hard to reduce that gap. So we have to go in I never with a that. level of confidence, right? Because you're there for 10 years, he's there for 10 years, but he started higher than you because when he got his salary, he negotiated it because he had confidence. He feels like, no, I'm worth this. Even sometimes they're not qualified, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's why you see people who are not qualified in certain roles, but confidence is so important. So in the workplace, as it's with any facet of your life, it's required that you have confidence. It's required that you believe in your skills and your talents. And that honestly is the work that I do. That's like my specialty. That's my bread and butter. So I love that question. Okay. I'm just here thinking because I was going over resumes like the last couple of days as well. And I'm just like, I'm that person, like I'm going through a fine teeth comb and I'm just like, okay, I meet that. Oh, but I don't need that. Oh, okay. Maybe this isn't the one for me. And then I skip it. So to hear that kind of explains a lot why some people are in positions they probably shouldn't be, but wow. Yep. Oh girl, you gonna have me yep. look at applications and, a yeah. lot differently now. Yeah. Sis, you have to, you have to um, think of, I think one tip I can provide with that is think of what you did in your job. Don't just be stuck in your job title. Cause a lot of the times women mm-hmm. also, another point is women go above and beyond in their job. Your boss asks you, Hey, can you manage this? Can you do this? Can you do that? You do it. But then when you go to report your skills, you're only using the job title. 
well, you did X, Y, and Z above your job title. So when they're asking you, what did you do the last year? Reflect that in your resume. Don't just reflect the job duties because you did more than the job duties. We get asked disproportionately to do more work. And that also that is also part of the gender wage gap because women do more work for less money. Because even if I'm making the same as my male colleague, my, my manager might ask me because I'm responsible or I'm trustworthy or whatever, organize this for the team and also do that for the team and also train them. And I'm not getting paid extra for that, right? So that also um, is part of the gender wage gap. So we have to have boundaries. We have to have confidence. Girl, you just dropped some gems. And I think this is going to be very eye-opening for a lot of people <laughs> listening right now because they're going to be like, well, shoot, I could have just went after that job then. Yep. Don't hold yourself back, period. And period. if you guys, like, honestly, period. If you guys are, honestly, I'm here. Natalie, you can reach out to me afterwards, but yes. anybody who feels like they need the advice, honestly, reach out to me. You want to my master your confidence um, masterclass. It will, I will honestly go through a lot of this stuff. I'm mindset, mindset and business. Okay. Cause I know mindset. I'm, I did my degree in sociology and psychology, but at the end of the day, I'm business. I need my dollars. I need my coins as well. So secure the bag, secure the bag, secure the bag as well. Okay. Okay. So my next question for you would be, where did the need for women to seek approval even stem from in the workplace and why do we still seek it? Mm. I, I was thinking about this and I'm not too sure like there's a direct answer. I feel like it's so many environmental factors. Um, for one, definitely feeling like we are caregivers. Like that's kind of how we're um, we're raised. So we don't put ourselves first. We put our children first. We put our husbands first. We put other people first. So um, seeking approval is just another extension of that in the workplace where we feel like, okay, let me take care of my coworker and make sure my boss is good with what I'm doing before I put myself out there. So I think that's like one of the main reasons why we can't show up for ourselves the way that we need to show up in the workplace. Um, of course, I'm a confidence coach. I'm going to say lack of confidence um, contributes to um, feeling that we need approval because we feel like what we have is not good enough, um, mm -hmm. which ties in to imposter syndrome, right? Because you feel like I'm not really qualified to be here or how did I get here? And that is, again, you know, a lot of people who are not qualified applying for jobs, getting it, doing amazing and just having confidence in their abilities versus dealing with imposter syndrome not even applying for the right jobs and being in the jobs that you're overqualified for and still feeling like you're not doing enough. So knowing what you, knowing exactly what you are, knowing exactly what you, what you bring to the table is so important. Like I can't stress that enough. And when you know what you bring to the table and when you're confident in your ability, that's when you can show up properly for yourself in work, in life, in general. Um, you mentioned imposter syndrome. I hear that term a lot, but can you ex actually explain what that is? Yes, absolutely. So imposter syndrome is something that most people face. Um, I think about 70 to 80% of the population deals with it. And that pretty much is when you're in a position and you feel like you're not qualified to be there and other people are going to kind of like get catch that you, that you, you, you frauded your way there. So for example, you're like when I first started um, in project management, so I'll give you a little bit of background um, on my myself. I um, did my undergrad in sociology and psychology. 
I worked in banking from there for three years. Once I worked in banking, I decided I wanted to do a, a career change. So I actually had my own coach and my mentor who kind of got me to IT. I went to school for a year, took a leave of absence from work, went to school for a year. After a year in school, I got my first job as a project manager. At that point, I've only learned about it in school. I don't have an under, uh, undergraduate degree in it. I didn't work in it. I had no previous work experience. And here I am working as an IT project manager. I was a junior IT project manager. So I felt like, okay, they're going to catch me. Like, they're going to know that I'm not really a project manager. Like, I just went to school. Like, you know, because you put all your skills, you know, you, you fluff your resume, not fluffed in a fake way, but you basically highlight, okay, these are the tasks that I did that are aligned with project management, all that stuff that you put to put yourself forward. And then you're like, okay, the real project managers are going to get me. Like, you know, this guy has 10 years of experience. This guy has five years of experience. They're going to know that I don't know what I'm talking about. They're going to, mm. they're going to know that I'm not real. And that is honestly imposter syndrome. It's like the, you can just think of someone being like, you know, in a movie pointing at you, there she is. She's a fake, you know, that is imposter syndrome. Love that. Oh my gosh. Oh, like I've heard this term a lot, but I'm like I said, like you hear it and I feel like people just kind of throw it out there, but they never really give the meaning to it. So I like how you describe that. I think a lot of yeah, people I mean, I never even knew it. They have it all the time, right? So it's just basically feeling like you're underqualified for something or that you don't deserve to be there or, you know, your merits that getting you there wasn't good enough, that you need to prove yourself more. Yes. Interesting. Okay. And I also I like how you talked about like um, wanting to like the seek the approval and how we're also very caring and we also give to others. And then when it's time for ourselves, it's like, okay, well, did I do a good job? Like, do I deserve this? So that's a really good way to look at it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that you love what you're hearing so far. Stay connected by not only listening to the podcast, but you can watch the recordings on the YouTube channel, Unapologetically Her Podcast, and follow the podcast on Instagram, at Unapologetically Her, and at Unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. If you want to connect with me personally, your host Natalie Nadine, follow me at Natalie Nadine on all three social media platforms. So my next question for you is, how did you personally overcome seeking approval in the workplace? This is a good question. <clears throat> for myself, I feel like I use competence. So the more competent you are in something, like the more knowledgeable you are, naturally, the more confident you become. So I went to school, I learned, I studied. Um, and then with project management, I also got my PMP exam, right? By getting my PMP exam done, it's basically a world-renowned project management certification. A lot of people try and get it. Not everyone gets it. And that made me feel, okay, I'm qualified now. And other people also started to see me as a qualified um, IT professional because of that certification. So I just immersed myself in books, um, learned as much as I could um, over, like, the more knowledge that you have, the better. Um, and I also, um, I'm also a mentor for project managers. So I teach project management um, at a consulting company. Um, I also do the career development section, which is why I go into so much detail about interviews and resumes. I work, that's part of my, my part-time gigs. I do uh, resumes, um, interview prep, all that stuff. 
um, specifically in that IT project management field. So the more that I'm in that space, the more that I put myself as a face of that, I became more and more and more confident. Um, so for anybody who's looking to earn that confidence that is saying, okay, how do I become more confident in the workplace? Um, the more competent you become, the more confident you will be. Um, so if you feel like there's a gap in terms of you not understanding something, ask somebody around you to provide you some information. People are usually more than happy to share information with you. If you feel like, okay, like I don't fully understand this. I, even now, if someone says something to me and I don't understand, I ask right away. Like, yes. hey, so we're going to just do this integration between this system and that system. I'm going to ask, like, so is that a one-way integration or is it a two-way integration? Um, what specific information is being passed over? I ask, um, mm -hmm. and sometimes you feel nervous to ask because you feel like that means that I don't already know. But sometimes that person that's even saying that doesn't know, right? So don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions so that you can clarify things. And if you feel like you need more knowledge in a particular area, do your due diligence and learn about those things. Yes, make the actions match up with the words kind of thing. Exactly, put in the work. So a side question, because you talk about like in terms like um, resume and like you also kind of help people in the confidence. Now, are you just strictly like online and like to Toronto people or can people like from the States and anywhere reach out to you when it comes to these things? You can reach out to me anywhere. I'm more than happy to help um, if you have questions or concerns about resume. Um, that is something that I do that's not um, necessarily under a pinch of confidence brand at this time, um, but it is something I can do. So I'm more than willing. If you, anybody that feels like they need help specifically in that realm, feel free to reach out to me and I can absolutely um, provide some guidance and let you know, you know if you need to, to work with me on that as well. Yeah, see, I've given you guys the hookup. She just said, if you, if you need help, you do project management, IT, reach out to her. You reach out to me. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, my next question for you is, how do you ask for the pay that you feel like you deserve? Because we talked about that mm. earlier, where we already start off with a lower pay grade. And we feel like, okay, mm -hmm. we should ask, but then, the, oh, it's not the right time oh, well, you know, you still need to do this or that has to happen. Or you just feel like yourself, okay, you know what? I'm good with what I have. I'm gonna just leave it there. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But when you feel like you deserve that pay, how, what would you tell them? This is how you go after it. So being respectful, keeping it classy, but like, I want my money. <laughs> mm -hmm. You need your coin. Um, okay, so I have a few, like, this is a great question. Um, I feel like it's like a loaded question because I have so much to say about this. Um, but I'll give you an example. At one point, one of my previous jobs, um, I was actually laid off for two months, okay, because they laid off a bunch of staff, and I was in the process of applying for a new job. I went into the new job, I told them my skills, qualifications, and they provided me a rate, and I rebuttaled the rate, okay, and I got, I ended up in a position that I was earning over $10,000 more than I was in the previous role, oh. and I was not employed in the time that I was doing that and I and I actually told them that during the time I just left the, the last company like I didn't even pretend I was still working or anything like that and it's literally knowing your value so here are a few tips I have like three or four tips about how to ask for the right salary first yes, of all in the first yeah let's go so the first thing is when you're on the initial call with the recruiter you have the ability, like you have more leverage in that initial conversation when they're just getting to know you. Ask the recruiter, what is the range 
for this role. Okay, you don't want them to just give you one single price. Give them, ask them to provide you with a range. That way, you know if this range is within reach for you, if it makes sense for you, or if this range is below what your overall target is. And then you can also ask them, is there any flexibility with that? Because the HR are going to be the ones who honestly end up writing your contract. Um, but whatever you say in that initial conversation, they actually write it down. So if you start telling them 40,000, they just cap you there. Right? They say she's going to be okay with 40,000. They then they're going to send you an offer with 40,000. You have to now climb your way back up. So ask them the question What is your range? Do you have flexibility within your range? Ask the question before they can ask you the question. Nice. Um, the second thing so you're now in the interview and they're asking you for what your salary is, right? You've already kind of gotten a range from them. It's within your range. You're comfortable with what the company does. And they ask you, So what's your salary expectation? You always want to push back on this question as much as possible. First of all, you do not know what the full package includes. You don't know what the benefits look like. You don't know what your vacation looks like. They're giving you very high level information. So what I like to say is, um, you know, I really appreciate that, you know, you're looking to, to be within my, my, my range, but um, I can't provide you with a, a particular salary right now until I have all of the details in front of me. So, um, if they still push, you can provide them a range. Never provide a single number. Always provide a range. And you want to provide yourself a range so that you can rebuttal afterwards. Even if they give you something within the range, it gives you an opportunity to come back to them and be like, okay, so after reviewing it, I noticed that I only have two weeks of vacation. And because I had three weeks of vacation on my last job, I'd like to X. I'd like to rebuttal the salary to reflect that. Or I need an extra week of vacation if the salary, like you want to give yourself the ability to come back to them. So give, ask them for their range. And then when they're asking you for a particular range, make sure that you also have a range as well. Don't give them one number. Because if you give them one number, I guarantee that's the number on the offer. Um, and then when you're going back afterwards, so they've given you the offer, it's within your range and you're not looking, okay, let me rebuttal this, this salary. Um, this one is a little bit more difficult. Um, my advice is honestly to ask, ask for more. If they say no, that's the worst that they can say. Like at this time, this is not within our budget, but you'll be, you, sometimes they'll say, no, we can't give you extra salary, but we can give you one extra vacation day. Right. Um, or we can't give you a vacation day, but you know, we can give you an extra, we can't give you $5,000 more in your salary. We can give you $1,000 more or $2,000 more. Right. And then that way it's more of a negotiation. So think of it more of a conversation rather than you're begging the company to work with you or to choose you. Right. It's not pick me syndrome. It's overall you guys discussing to see if it's going to be a good fit. Um, but the main gem is, you know, you can't really honestly provide a true um, figure that's going to make you satisfied if you don't even know what the benefits are. You don't know the company, call. like you have to find out as much, as much information as possible. So yeah. always say, you know, you need to review the package before you can come up with an exact price. My girl, you just dropped some gems because all this, let me tell you, I'm about to go look for some jobs like right after this podcast and be like, oh, I'm going to that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can do it. I know you can. I feel like a lot of companies, like when they ask you, especially like, okay, what's the pay you're expecting to get? They always make it seem like you need to have that fixed number. So, okay, I want like, you know, 40,000, I want 50,000. So the fact that you're talking about give a range, you know, have like in a sense, oh, you just said the term, 
make it flexible and figure out how to negotiate that a lot of people a lot of people do not know that (sighs) yes it's so important and that's that's the first thing to be honest so if you if you implement that let me know I, I I've used it multiple times and it's worked for me to be honest Girl, the gems, the gems. <laughs> Woo! Now, oh my gosh. Okay. See, I'm I'm excited right now. I'm I'm about to look at it in a whole new way. <laughs> but now I want to know, like, how did you find your confidence prior to school, mm. prior to the workplace? Like, what was that moment where you're just like, and this is me? This is really, um, this is really an important thing that I'm passionate about. Um, so I, 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 I focus, my program of Central Confidence focuses on the creative woman. And I say creative woman because um, dance has been a part of me in my life since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember growing up as a dancer and feeling, you know, othered and I was a black girl and I didn't always have the most confidence when it came to myself as a dancer and just in general, right? I was constantly in comparison. I had comparisonitis, right? So, oh, this person has this in me. Oh, mom, this this one has more than me or whatever. Um, So when when I started getting older and I started to use dance as a creative expression Mm -hmm. um, versus as a way to kind of judge my skills and talents more as like okay like look at all the stuff that I can do with it look how much fun I am having with it when I got to that level um I began to become confident in every other area of my life um the creativity and the creative aspect of you know being free and being able to dance uh, translated in me expressing myself to you know people around me friends um in the workplace anytime I felt like I had something to say I was able to get that off my chest And I feel like that confidence really stemmed from me honing in on my creative talents, honing in on my gifts. Um, So that is honestly what sparked it for me. Um, And that's why I love working with creatives. And to be honest, I think everyone's a creative, being really honest. Everyone has a creative skill. If you're an influencer, if you're, you know, an actor, if you're whatever you're doing, even people who are, you know, in the business realm or IT like myself, Mm-hmm. A lot of people are creative. They just have to tap into whatever that creativity is, whether it's writing, um, journaling, whatever it is, tap into that creativity and allow you to, to use that creativity to express yourself. So don't demonize your work. Don't judge your work. Use it as a form of expression. And you'll find that, you know, by being able to fully express yourself in one realm, it will trickle into every other area of your life. Oh, again, all I could say are just gems. yes I love it and the best part is I think we always talk about uh, you always hear about again like the confidence women like evolving and things like that but to really hear one where it stems from and then to take it another level and go the business route we always hear about in general if you're in a relationship or if you're on your own this or that but to really hear okay now I'm going to take this a professional route. How am I applying my personal life to my business life? Bring it in full circle to get what I deserve and be that person I am meant to be. That speaks volume. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's honestly my goal, right? To connect with, with women and provide them with an opportunity to fully express themselves mm-hmm. um, and not to be limited by beliefs, not to be limited by a fear of judgment from others. 
Like I want to see women shine. Like I love that. I love collaborating. Like that is like my bread and butter. Like I love working and connecting with other women. So when I see in your podcast, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So (laughs) that is my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Um, and I think that we just need to have the conversation more openly and yep. realize that confidence is not an extra. It's not a sprinkle. It's the pillar of success. It's the pillar of getting people to respect you. It's the pillar of you putting yourself out there and being there for yourself and for your business. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Oh, just guys, confidence. Confidence is key, but owning yourself and knowing who you are it'll bring everything full circle for you yeah Um, my next question for you now in terms of everything you kind of went over what solid Mm -hmm. piece of advice would you give young women today with regards to showing up confidently and not needing approval from others if there's out of like everything that you said if they'll be like okay what's that one takeaway that you should always remember Mm. Okay, so one thing I would definitely say, and I'm gonna give you one and a half because I'm gonna cheat a bit, but <clears throat> is taking taking action, right? Um, confidence is not a feeling, okay? When you feel confident, it's not a feeling. You can feel I'm not confident today and still show up as a confident person by your actions. Show up and show up for yourself every day. Do not expect anybody else to show up for what you want to do more than yourself. Don't expect your friends, don't expect your parents, Don't expect your family to respect or to show up more for yourself than you're showing up for yourself. If you feel like, okay, I don't think I'm getting support from this person or that person, right? Make sure that you are, in fact, showing up 10 times more than you want them to show up for you. You want someone to share your thing? Are you sharing your own part, your own podcast 10 times? If you're sharing it 10 times, then maybe you can't even expect that you can be like, okay, I shared this 10 times. Maybe someone should share it one time. Maybe they will and maybe they won't. But you need to show up for yourself more than you're showing up for anyone else. So any young lady that's listening and saying, okay, where do I start? Just start. There's no better teacher than experience. Experience is going to teach you what you need to to do. You're going to get better with time. Don't worry about having it perfect. As long as you're moving, as long as you're making steps and making steps every single day, mm-hmm. you're going to get to the next level. Ooh. That part where you said show up for yourself more than you're showing up for people. Put the expectation on you. I think a lot yep. of us go through that. We're like, okay, well, how comes this person hasn't shared um, my post? Or how comes this person hasn't shared my business or my product? No, yours, you're... you're again so right with that you need to show up for yourself and stop giving or stop letting um not giving stop having these high expectations for people and then when they don't meet we get disappointed and then we start to look down on our own stuff when that shouldn't be the case exactly that that never needs to be the case no ladies are you listening young women are you listening show up for yourself no one can be, no one will know you better than you and no one will support you more than you. And I think that's something yep. that we really need to take in now. Exactly. Oh. Yes, girl, yeah. Oh, now my big question for you, the final hoopla. What does mm-hmm. it mean to be unapologetically Renee? Uh, so for me, being unapologetically me means showing up for myself all the time. Um, it means not being afraid to shine 
um, not being worried about how other people feel about my presence um, and being authentic to who I am, uh, doing things aligned specifically with who I see myself and how I see myself, following my values. So honestly, like I just consider it like a shining star. If I'm able to be my shining star, if I'm able to show up as myself and I'm not afraid dumbing down how I, how I think or you know, not showing up for myself or you know, being quiet about my abilities, then I'm not being that authentic person. Um, but that's really how I feel. Um, just show up for yourself, showing up for myself, shining is really how I'm unapologetically me. Oh, girl, I love that. that, that that's the court. <laughs> Can I tell you, you have just dropped gem after gem, question to question. Yes. I really hope that you guys have been listening and that you take notes. And if you're listening, go and watch the podcast on YouTube so you can actually see her and you can actually just take in the energy and the personality to really see where this is coming from. Like she's not just talking just to talk, like she's really giving you guys gems that you can take with you, personal and professional. Ooh, girl. She's got shivers. I, I love it. And I hope that we connect again. Um, I've had so much fun doing this. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to share with you guys. And hopefully if you guys have questions, again, feel free to reach out to me at Renee Althea mm-hmm. and we can connect. Absolutely. You guys already hear Renee Althea. That's all you need to know. You see her first name behind me. So it shouldn't be that hard to find. All her information <laughs> is in the description of the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, hello, down below in the description box. So you guys, this concludes today's episode of Unapologetically Here. Once again, thank you, Renee, for joining me today. Um, If you have any last final thoughts you want to share, and then again, remind people of your social media, your program coming out. Any last thoughts? Um, If you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to me. Again, Renee Althea. Um, I am launching my master class. It's going to be February 10th, save the date. Hit me up in my DMs if you need an invite. I'd love to see you guys all there. Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with final thoughts. Show up and show up today. Yeah. And that's all I got to say. Yes. So just in case for you guys listening, in case this gets posted after the launch date, it's okay. Act like it's February 10th and go back and check it out. Scroll through her <laughs> social media, look for the post that says February 10th and you'll see it. But oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to hear from, I was about to say from Althea, girl, from Renee Althea again, or if you have any comments, questions, or podcast topics, hit me up on social media at unapologetically here on Instagram and at unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. And, you know, don't forget you can stream the platform, stream the platform. Oh, you guys are still early. Make sure you stream the podcast on various platforms, including SoundCloud and YouTube under Unapologetically Her Podcast. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Much love, peace, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you.